Hello, beloved. I think I missed the uh, the greeting for you this morning. How are you, dear beloved? It's good to be with you. This is Mother Miriam, and this is Mother Miriam Live. And I've been uh, oh out of commission for a couple of days, but I'm so happy to be back with you. Truly, truly glad to be back with you. This is one of my greatest, greatest delights. And you know... Each day I wonder, um, what, I go through all the news and wonder what it is to share with you because I know that you, you, most of you are able to keep up on all that's going on and it's so crazy. Uh, our world is getting just so crazy and, and frightening and dangerous and all of that. And, um, Rather than uh, repeat uh, news stories every day, I, I've recommended to you, if you listen to the Station of the Cross, you have trustworthy news. And if you uh, subscribe to LifeSite News, um, you will have you will be up on all the important headlines locally or just the Catholic edition or the world edition, whatever you wish, and you'll get all that's necessary. That's what I feel. That's what I subscribe to. And so whatever I'm going to read to you, whatever I would read to you, you are, you will already see. And if you haven't, just go to LifeSite News and you'll be able to um, to look it up. So I've been thinking there's so many things on my heart and so many things um, to bring to you, but you know, we've tried, uh, I've tried several ways because I think the, the most important thing, um, is that we know our faith because I think, uh, I don't think you need to be a prophet to see that things are not getting better. They're getting worse. I do hope that you heard our president's July 4th message, um, because, um, I just think it was utterly, utterly outstanding. I don't think any greater message could have been given. Um, he gave it from Mount Rushmore, talked about those four presidents and uh, our nation. And it's it's um, he was criticized by some people uh, on the left who said that he spent his whole time talking about a bunch of dead men. Can you imagine such an insane remark? A, history, a country that doesn't know its past is doomed to um, repeat uh, or, or, or doomed to fail in the future. We, if we don't know our identity, what built our country, why we stand, why we exist for, why should we... Um, Go forward for what that the, the the reason, well, the many reasons, but one reason that uh, the protesters um, are destroying our country is because they don't know our country, and they don't know the statues that they're tearing down. They don't know the history of it, um, uh, and it's 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 just ignorance and destruction for the sake of it. So it's it's quite madness out there. And we, beloved, we need to know our faith. We need to know our faith. You know, I, I, I know some people that were professors of mine um, who memorized the whole Bible, the whole New Testament, entirely memorized. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. Start reading your Bible. 
start reading the catechism as a family, as a couple, start really learning the faith. Um, I think that is the greatest treasure God has given us, and it's the only way to heaven. And to know that the Catholic Church is the church he founded, and not to flounder and not to say it doesn't matter what religion you are, because it absolutely does. And uh, uh, despite what has been said, God has not willed many religions. He's willed only one, and he gave his life for it, for every single soul alive. And so of all the books we have, I've looked at, even new ones I have, I keep going back to the Baltimore Catechism. I think it is the question and answer format, uh, uh, number three, which is a little more mature uh, for us. And I I think it's what to do. I think if we know the Baltimore Catechism, um, third volume, and you can never go over it enough, you can never learn your faith enough because each time you learn it, like each time you read the scriptures, you see and you understand on a deeper level what you never understood before. So um, I have not, every anything else we go through, beloved, um, there are fantastic books I'd love to go through with you, but um it's it's difficult because we end on a friday or and then we pick up monday and it's it's hard to continue or we end in the middle of a page and we have to continue the next day and uh new people are are tuning in and they're right in the middle and they don't know what we've uh been reading um but the baltimore catechism is perfect because question by question we can get nuggets we can get points and um, we may know the answer, but knowing the answer is not uh, sufficient. It's, uh, there's a difference between, uh, in the Greek, gnosis and epignosis. Gnosis is knowledge. Epignosis is a deep knowledge, an internal uh, understanding. And when we understand it internally, not just simply able to repeat a- an answer, we begin to live it. And it, it's life-changing, beloved. It's life-changing. This is not for children. This is for anybody from three years old to 103. This is for everybody. So we started this, oh, maybe a few months ago. We didn't get very far, so I'm going to start again and then really try to go through it this time. And I'll, I'll interrupt it if we have something very, very urgent or... Um, uh, maybe a special holy day or something catastrophic or something very great, whatever it may be. But I'm, I think we'll stick on it. And if you um, have any thoughts on that, don't be shy. Call in during our half hour, the second break. Uh, the the, um, the the After the second break, we have a full half hour to ourselves. Call in. Let me know uh, if it's helpful. Uh, or 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 other issues that you'd really love to focus on. Okay, so this is the faith. The faith, beloved, wants to live it to the saints. And there is no, um, there is no uh, revelation following the last apostle. All uh, the entire deposit of faith was given during the times of the Apostle, and nothing else 
I was going to say nothing after the Apostle Paul, except the Apostle John did write um, uh, the Gospel of John and Revelation, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, um, after uh, the Apostle Paul wrote his epistles to the churches he founded, because uh, the Apostle John, uh, Paul was beheaded, and the Apostle John was exiled um, to the island of Patmos, and there is where he wrote what he did. So his writings are the last uh, in the New Testament. Um, it, it's just, and there's nothing since then. All the uh, uh, the messages of our Blessed Mother, her apparitions um, of the saints, the prophecies, everything, there's nothing new under the sun. Um, it all uh, can be found in Scripture, every bit of it. Even every prophecy could be found in Scripture. It might be as we uh, near the um, the time and the times, uh, we may have more specific um, um, details. But uh, there's nothing new under the sun. And so um, this is the faith, beloved, and this is what we need to know and live. And I think that in this day, nothing else matters, but that we know and live the faith and learn to live it at home with our family. Um, the family is key, beloved. It's absolutely key. It is the institute God established to build his kingdom and therefore the institute that Satan has targeted from the beginning of time. And... Uh, he has uh, his every single effort is to destroy the family. Every single effort of his. Uh, he could care about homosexuality. He could care about so-called same-sex marriage, uh, abortion. He, well, he doesn't care except that these are means to destroy the family. Um, it, it's... Um, it's awful when you watch a lot of the children's films, cartoons, uh, or not, uh, one after another, uh, The Lion King, Tarzan, all of them, uh, you see that the mother is taken out of the picture. These are children who are raised by a village. It's planned that way. It's been planned for hundreds of years that the family be eliminated. And um, in, in everything we love, all those cute movies, has been uh, the plot of the devil uh, behind it, as much as we love the movies. Uh, 24-7, the, enemy's trying to, the enemy is trying to destroy the family. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Morning. 
Put your pro-life convictions into action and stand out for life every Saturday morning, wherever you may be. We'll be broadcasting live 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern, hosted by myself, Jim Havens, and Father Stephen Imbarato as we stand out live on location. But this is more than a broadcast. It's a call to action. Grab a pro-life sign and publicly take a stand outside of a local abortion center or any high traffic area like an exit ramp, overpass, or street corner. And as you do, listen to the Stand Out for Life broadcast. If you're in the Eastern time zone, stand out from 9 to 10 a.m. and listen live. But if you're in a different time zone, the broadcast is easily available to you via podcast shortly after it airs on the iCatholic Radio app so you can stand out and listen anytime that is most convenient for you. The main thing is that we all take at least an hour to stand out for life in public witness every Saturday, even if it's just sitting on the front porch holding a pro-life sign. Whatever you can do, we all must take a part in public witness for the end of abortion. God bless you. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm thrilled to be with you, and, and I was still talking, uh, long talker I am, about um, uh, the um, um, issue of the destruction of the family uh, as we went on to our first break, and we're going to uh, jump in now to the Baltimore Catechism because I was saying that uh, there's nothing more important right now that that we know our faith and learn to live as a family bring your family together i don't know other to do than to beg you absolutely beg you to not send your children back to public school no matter what it will you will send them to their destruction they've already been destroyed by a tremendous amount of uh, evil propaganda, and um, awful stuff. They've already, many of them have already been destroyed um, in their thinking. And to keep them home and begin to homeschool them is going to be very, very difficult. But um, I, I, I'll, I'll say to you, I know I'm, I'm speaking a lot kind of as an introduction to this, but it's all right, dear ones. Um, I just got a... a a uh, email this morning from our we have a mailing house that we use uh once the newsletter is already done um that they simply took it yesterday only yesterday to the post office because it's several thousand uh, uh, newsletters and we actually have two newsletters in one this time we have our normal 12 page newsletter we have a newsletter for Mary Oblates, Mary's Oblates, those of you who have applied to be Mary's Oblates, it's three newsletters in one, it's also 12 pages. We have our full charism, which we have never mailed out in the history of our beginning, so those who are Mary's Oblates can know what they're a part of. And uh, we have the order form for Mary's Oblates, 
and uh, I don't know what else, and, and a brand new holy card that we've printed uh, with the prayer of spiritual communion on it. It's an absolutely beautiful holy card. And so it was an awful lot to put into one envelope, and it's done. And it was at the post office yesterday, and of course it sent out bulk mail, um, but sometimes we get bulk mail overnight, so hopefully you'll get it within uh, a week or two at the very um, at the very most. And I'm uh, talking about homeschooling and the family and all of that, and that's what this long, long-awaited newsletter is about. It's all about homeschooling, which Father John Harden calls home education. He doesn't like to call it schooling because everything we do with our children is education. You educate your child, you homeschool them, so to speak, from the moment they're in your womb, and you never stop. And so... Why would you stop when they reach the age of four or five or six and turn them over to anybody outside of your home? It's your vocation to raise those children and to teach them. And this is not the vocation of a mother. This is the vocation of parents, even though if the father works, the mother is going to do spend most of her time with the children. But the father must be a part of it when he comes home from work. So, um uh, I hope that you'll get it and consider it strongly. Um, there's a book in there that we have that uh, you'll be able to order if you wish it uh, and and suggestions for the top programs of homeschooling where you top Catholic, traditional Catholic programs. Um, we sent a survey, a dear friend of mine sent a survey to 22 women, her homeschooling friends and group, and 22 questions of why mothers are afraid to homeschool. Some are afraid they'll ruin their children. Some are afraid their children won't be uh, socialized. Some are afraid they don't know enough. Maybe they didn't graduate college or even high school. How can they teach their children? All those questions are answered. And... Um, uh, it won't, doesn't matter what your issue is, the children need you more than they need our school system. Um, uh, God designed it that way. Um, and so, um, and it, it has turned out also that all the figures of education, homeschooling children, beat um, public school children on every test, on, in every uh, area. They score higher and is well in socialization. They are socialized. They are balanced. They are not corrupted. Um, uh, it, it's a, it's a I, you know, so many times I just learn, you know, we, we learn things. We wish you could have learned them sooner. But there's a, um, a wonderful book that's actually on the cover of our newsletter. And it's The Little Way of Homeschooling in St. Therese Lazoo is on the cover and it's a beautiful book that says don't worry about um it it helps you work with children that don't want to be homeschooled maybe they're teenagers now maybe they're high schoolers they don't want this and you don't know what to do with them and it helps you it helps them it has transformed the lives of children so um i i'm hardly going to get into the baltimore catechism but 
Um, it's taken a long time. I, I don't know if the enemy has anything to do with this, but I, I can't believe it. I thought it was in the mail over a week ago, and it just got to the post office yesterday. So God's timing, beloved, is absolutely perfect. And if you're not on our mailing list and you didn't get in in time, you can simply go to our website, www.motherofisraelshope.org, click on Newsletter, Subscribe, and we will send you out a first-class copy straight from our priory um, because we don't want anyone to miss it. Okay. Um, all right. Baltimore Catechism, Lesson 1 is on the end of man. Now, when the Baltimore Catechism was written, it, there was no uh, big fight over feminism, male and female and person and, and all of that. So God... Uh, created man and made man male and female right there in Genesis. He created man and made man male and female. And so whether you're a man, whether you're a male or a female, you are man. You are part of mankind. Well, why should we call it mankind? Because God has because God has. That's all. Uh, it's enough. It's enough for me. So, um, like when children say, Ma, why, why do we have to do it that way? And she's, because I said so. <laughs> That's what God, God has, um, God is Father. He has chosen that. And the church is our mother. Um, God knows what he's doing, beloved. And um, it, it's a beautiful thing. So I don't want that to be questioned. As we go through this, we begin with the first question. And the first question is, what do we mean by the end of man? Okay. And by the end of man, we mean the purpose for which he was created, which was namely to know, love, and serve God. So now, beloved, you have children. If you ask anyone why they exist, if you ask any one of your children from three years old on, why are you on earth? They should be able to say to know, to love, and to serve God. They should be able to say that. They not can dare understand. Who's a three-year-old will not understand it the way a seventeen-year-old will, and a seventeen-year-old will not understand that uh, like a forty-two-year-old will, who has become a father himself, perhaps all of that, or like a grandparent will. Uh, beyond his own children. So uh, we grow in knowledge, we grow in love, and we grow in the knowledge and the love and in service to God. But everyone breathing should know that, beloved. Everyone should know that before they start kindergarten. To know, to love, and to serve God. Why do we exist? And so, as adults, beloved, we have trouble in our lives. We have trial in our lives. Well, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Well, why did, why, 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 why? We have a lot of questions, a lot of tragedy. They're, 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 they're serious. And if God said, what is your end on earth? And we said to him, well, Lord, it's that we would know you and love you and serve you. And God said back to you, don't you trust me? Well, I trust you, Lord. Don't you trust me to allow you, allow the trials into your life 
that is going to enable you to know me more, to love me more, to serve me more. Do I need you to love me more and know me more and serve me more? No. You need to know me more, to love me more, and to serve me more. You need to know the God that I am, the God who loves you, the God who gave his life for you, the God who died for you on the cross, the God who knew you before you were born, who formed you in your mother's womb, and who, because you were on your way to hell from original sin and actual sin, sin that you've committed directly, and you say, well, I've only committed little sins. doesn't matter. They're little to you because you're a sinner. My sins are not a big deal to me, maybe, because I'm a sinner. But they're huge to a holy God. And a holy God cannot come into the presence of sin. And it would take the tiniest sin to separate us from God for all eternity. And so God came to earth and became one of us and died on the cross to pay for the sin that separated us from him so we could be in eternity with him because he is love and he created us out of love for love to be with him forever. And to know him is to know that. To know God is to know the one who loves you and who gave his life for you and to trust that God is not the author of sin whatever sin he allows, look at we're all victims of this uh, demonic uh, protestation that's going on all over our country. The demonic um, Marxist, uh, socialist rhetoric and, and threat to our country. It's demonic. None of it is of God. We're all victims of that. Did God cause it? I, I I would not say so, but God has warned us that if we don't repent and turn to him, then he will bring chastisements. And while he, what he might have protected us from in the past, um, he's going to allow now. But he allows whom he loves, he chastens. He allows it for our conversion. And right now, beloved, every one of us, need to repent and return to God with all our hearts. Not just keep away from sin, not hide and be Catholic, but utterly convert and give our lives for the world as he did. Tell everyone the gospel. Live as if it's true. Not to be in the world and of it, but absolutely be in it and not of it, beloved. There's the music for our second break, and we will have a half hour for your calls, your emails, your texts. Our toll-free number to call in, beloved, is one 5483 We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day. And we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustained Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustained life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations, thank you for helping to save the culture. Prayer of Deliverance. Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our half hour together, and I invite you to call in with anything on your heart. Again, it never needs to be what we're speaking about. It's the matter of your heart. And uh, the toll-free number is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have Kristen from Los Angeles on the line. Hi, Kristen. Good morning, Mother. I'm glad you're back. How are you feeling? I'm I'm doing very well, Kristen. Much, much better. Thank you so much. Well, while you were down, did you hear um, any of Father Heilman's broadcasts? And did you know about the 40 days? He's got us in the uh, gym now uh, for 40 days working out with prayer and atonement. And it's just wonderful. Have you heard it about any of the um, groups of um, Catholics that have gotten together praying the rosary in the face of 300 protesters and witches and looters and everything around these statues uh, in Ventura and in uh, San Diego and Florida? I think Uh there were a thousand bikers. Yeah. In Florida that stopped a whole bunch yeah, of stuff? I think it's absolutely fantastic. And we're praying for St. Louis as well. Yeah, uh, it's absolutely fantastic, Kristen. Absolutely. And there, Father- was this one, there was this one lady who, up in Sacramento, Father Heilman talked about it, I think. Um, she was trying to think of what she could do for the Juniper Sarah statue that got torn down. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't think of anything. And then she thought... I'm going to go out there, and she by herself went out there and and built a little shrine uh, with Junipero Serra. Yeah, right where the statue had been torn okay. down, she built up a little shrine oh, by herself. Her. She just How went out beautiful. and did it. <laughs> How beautiful! And that shrine, but did you hear uh, about? Archbishop- 
Archbishop Cordelione had gone and exercised that. Um, yes. One, now, that yeah. was in San Francisco. Oh, yes. you're right. That's correct. That, yes. Mm-hmm. That was in the park. That that was awesome what he did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, now, God... Now, do you know about the 40 days that started yesterday? No, but uh, I recommend everybody. Where should they go for that? Uh, Doc, uh, Father Heilman uh, is outstanding, and I recommend it. Um, do you have a website uh, address, Kristen? Yes. yes, yes. All they have to do is Google Grace Force. Oh, it's yeah. like Space Force. That's right. Grace Force. And then they will hear the Heil, Father Heilman and the other priests and guests talk about all these pushback um, prayer groups that are taking place in Very good. Ventura, San Diego, Florida. But they also talk about the 40 days. And if they also Google it, uh, Grace Force, they will find each day there is a prayer, there is an exorcism. I mean, they can do this with their family for okay. religious education. It's outstanding, Kristen. God bless you. I appreciate your call on this very much. And I'm going to mention one of the thing I learned about. In, it happened in Idaho. And um, people have gathered their neighborhoods. People have just been prepared um, gathering this, uh, gathering as, as a group. And they caught wind of the fact that there was a busload of protesters, an entire busload coming into their city to, to knock everything out and loot the city. And they found out where the bus was going. And it, I heard they said there was 2,500. I can't imagine a crowd that big. But however crowd big the crowd was, they met the bus. And the people start, started getting off the bus, and the crowd said to them, if you loot, we shoot. <laughs> they got back on the bus and left the city. So um, it, it's, it's good for neighborhoods uh, to get together, but, but especially for Christians to do that. And, and many and these were Christians, so it was wonderful. Um, so I don't know if they were Christians. I, I'm the people that told us about it were, but so Kristen, God bless you. These are wonderful things that happen are happening, and I recommend everyone to go uh, uh, to Grace Force. G R A C E F O R C E. Grace Force. Father Heilman is um, is uh, is just out, absolutely outstanding. Um, and you will be a good company. Okay, Kristen, bless you for your call, dear one. We have an email from Tova uh, who says, Hello, Mother Miriam from Canada. Okay, hi. from Hi, Canada. Um, my name is Tova, and I would like to tell you that I love listening to your show each and every day, and I promote it to anyone who will listen to me. May God continue to bless you and keep you. There are many of us out here in the world who love what you are doing for the Lord. Oh, that, that makes my heart um, happy, Tova. Thank you so much. Um, and she says, my question pertains to the topic that you've been discussing for a few days now, which is the debate about taking Holy Communion on the tongue versus on the hand. She said, I personally am of the same opinion as you and John Henry Weston. And of course, uh, I had read John Henry Weston's entire uh, podcast on why we should not take communion in the hand. Um, five reasons. 
Uh, and the should does uh, i i've i've been quick to say that it's not sinful because the church allows it uh, but john henry weston is speaking of reverence for our lord and she says i must say that last week when i listened to your first show about this topic i was qu- i was relieved relieved because it told me that i did not have to continue to take holy communion in the hand which is what we are being forced to do in my church I mean forced, in the sense that if we wish to have communion, that is our only option, in the hand. I've done it two or three times so far, and it was difficult for me to accept. I had not taken communion in the hand for years, so following your show, I made the decision to no longer take Holy Communion in the hand, but to make a spiritual communion instead. I want to interrupt uh, this email for a moment uh, to uh, give you an email that I received. Um, and it's from, let me see now. Uh-oh, where did it go? Just a second. Here it is. It's uh, Father Z's blog. It's, I'm going to, um, no, it's actually Word Peters. Let me give you the, uh, I'll give you the title, what it's about, then I'll give you the website. And the title is this, Urgent time-sensitive, information needed about denial of communion on the tongue. And it was given to send out, to repost, to tweet, uh, whatever it is. And um, and the deadline for this, let me just begin, uh, hold on now. It said the deadline for this has passed. Um... um, um uh, again, this was from Word Peters. Um, what 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 they did was take a survey. Um, uh, let's see now. But I didn't get the email till yesterday, unfortunately. But there's a survey, and uh, it said it's all to do with communion on the tongue, and it's it's to indicate your, the country you're in. This is worldwide. The name of your diocese or archdiocese and you don't even have to submit your name but it asks for your country the name of your diocese or archdiocese and there's different options here this is all being sent to rome um because uh, there are bishops and archbishops uh, who are um denying communion on the tongue and it's it cannot be denied. It's a right given to the faithful that no one has the power to refuse. And so they have gathered a couple of thousand names so far, and they've been sent to Rome. And here's the little questionnaire. Uh, you have four choices here. I, I have been denied communion on the tongue. I saw someone denied communion on the tongue. I know someone denied communion on the tongue. I didn't see it. I have abstained from communion because of attempts to bar reception on the tongue, which is what Tova uh, has said to us. Second group, I am an Eastern Church Catholic or a Latin Church Roman Catholic. Third group, does the refusal regard... Uh, does the refusal regard reception in the ordinary or extraordinary form of the Roman rite? And you check off ordinary or extraordinary. 
and then I mainly attend, you choose here, ordinary form, extraordinary form, and um, a little check mark if COVID-19 was the reason given for denial of communion on the tongue. And you can submit your name and email, but you don't have to, and you submit it. And everybody, uh, all of these, a couple of thousand of them, the deadline is passed by a couple of days now, um, uh, and it was it was sent to Rome. But I'm going to give you the the um, I'm going to give you the website. It's wordpeters.com. W D T P R S. W D for David, T for Thomas, P for Peter, R for Robert, S for Sam dot com slash twenty twenty slash zero seven slash urgent and this is all hyphenated urgent time sensitive info needed about denial of communion on the tongue repost tweet just put a little hyphen between those words um time sensitive info needed about denial of communion on the tongue um you will get it. Look up Word Peters, look up Father Z, Z apostrophe S, Z's blog, and you will get it. Um, I wasn't going to announce this uh, over the air, but it's tremendously important. So maybe even though the deadline is passed, a couple of thousand more, um, uh, fill that in. Whether or not you identify yourself is not the issue. And send it to Rome. Uh, it's It's going to mean something because... Uh, It has to be stopped. Denial of communion on the tongue is an absolute abuse and uh, is illegal canonically. So uh, let me go on how here with Tova's email. She said, this past weekend before Mass, I spoke to my priest to let him know of my decision. His first response was, well, don't do it for too long because Tova had stopped receiving communion. Uh, if she couldn't receive it on the tongue. And she told him that she was planning on taking this approach until the time comes when the church once again allows us to take communion on the tongue. Well, the fact is the church does allow it, but priests and bishops are refusing. Uh, Priests are afraid to disobey their bishops, but as uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder and um, uh, Cardinal Mueller and uh, Cardinal uh, Burke have said uh, this is an area where disobedience is in order because we obey God rather than men. And when men, even if they're bishops, disobey God and teach against the church, their orders should not be allowed to uh, continue. And so, um, and she gave all these answers uh, her her discussion with the priest on those five points. And um, I'm not going to go through this, Toba, because it, it, it's a very long email. And if anyone really wishes the five points, um, you can listen to the program or just go to LifeSite News, uh, the John Henry Weston Show, Five Reasons Why We Should Not Receive Communion on the Hand, and you'll have all of them. Um, uh, so I, I think 
I think we need uh, to go on now. We have Gene from Buffalo on the, on the line. Gene, there's the music for our second break. Hold on, and we'll come to you right after the second break. And anyone else who wishes to call in may do so toll-free at one 877 511-5483-email-at-mother-at-the-station-of-the-cross.com. We'll be right back, beloved. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Join us here on the Station of the Cross for the Liturgy of the Hours at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern with the Office of Readings read at 3 o'clock. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus tells us where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved to uh, Mother Miriam Live. I almost forgot who I was. No, I'm joking. Um, and we're here to take your calls. Uh, before we take Eugene in Buffalo, um, I, Tova, I read through the rest of your email, but it's so long, and you mentioned a couple of points that um, you wanted clar- clarity on, but um, uh, John, and you also mentioned John Henry, did answer those points. It, it's so long that I would say if, if there's any point uh, or points you really would like clarity on, send it through in another email uh, and just ask me to answer those points and we'll be able to do it. Um, Jean from Buffalo. Hi, dear one. Are you there? 
Yes. Hi, Mother Mary. Hi, sweetheart. I'm glad you called in. Hi, hon. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted your opinion on something. Um, My husband and I are both reverts to the Catholic Church. Blessed be God. We're very happy. Yes. We're very happy. And we're both Republicans. We have four adult children that are Mm -hmm. highly educated who Mm -hmm. are liberals and they are also atheists. Uh, Oh, I'm so sorry. So we try, we, Mm -hmm. thank you, but we try our best, you know, and I always hear about the family and everything and, you know, it kind of breaks my heart because we try to get everyone together as often as we can. We have grandchildren. Mm But it's it's so hard because we just shut our mouth. We don't defend ourselves when they they will almost discuss things with each other and and leave us out because they don't respect us. And they will say like oh, over the Fourth of July, one was saying, um, well, one one nation under we're talking about school being out and one nation under God. The, the people used to say the Pledge of Allegiance, and my daughter says, well, one, one nation under God. Why would we say that? And it's like, um, it's all my husband can do to like sometimes not, you know, it's just so hard because after the whole day is over and it's a lot of work for me and I just feel almost used and abused and, and, you know, I don't, Mother Miriam, do you think it's that I should just have a more humble attitude and not, not say anything and just. Are there children present? Are there children present? Now they're your children, but they're all grown. Are there right. young children present? Yes, there's grandchildren under the age of eight. Uh, four grandchildren under the age of eight, and they're not—they're not paying any attention. They're running around. They're playing in the house. We might be sitting outside. Um, it's really chaos in many ways, and it's, mm-hmm. I want—I love it. I love it. I love them all with all my heart, but they just don't respect where we stand, and so therefore. We're mm-hmm. left out of their discussions, and I feel like, you know what I mean? I feel like not doing it anymore, you know? I well, guess. yeah, Jane, it, it, it's not the point of your being left out. It's the point of their not respecting you. That's important. doesn't matter. You could be left out, but it's the point they don't respect you. And what I would do is, uh, do you have a time when you're all coming together again? Is it already planned? Possibly, yeah, um, unless it rains. Um, how how we soon? Have something planned this weekend, possibly. Yeah, okay, let it happen. If it doesn't rain, let it happen. And uh, come together with your husband beforehand and tell him this. So you don't, I mean, it's he agrees with you, of course. And uh, you can tell him my suggestion or your suggestion or uh, discuss it with him. That I think you should, when the children come over, everybody sit down, serve drinks, and say, come, dear ones, uh, your dad and I have something we want to share with you. And both of you speak. Um, It'd be good if your husband does the talking. You should both do the talking, but... um, but he needs to do the talking. He needs to take the lead because he's the man of the family. If that, I don't know what works in your situation with your children. But to say we love you, we would give our lives for you. Um, God has poured his grace on us and we have come to believe. It's a total gift. We're not smarter than you. We're not more spiritual than you. We're nothing more than you. 
um, you know, it's it's we're we're only beggars uh, who want to tell other beggars where to get bread. That kind of thing. We we have what we've been given. We didn't earn it. We don't deserve it. But it's supernatural, and God has poured His grace into our hearts. We've come to realize, to believe, through the grace of God, um, that the Catholic Church is God's church, and therefore that there is a God. He did send a Savior. He died for us and provided the way to heaven. Just very, very quickly, very briefly. And so you're not making the gospel your topic, but you're getting it in. And to say, we don't, uh, of course we would love you to believe it, but we don't, uh, it, it, we, it's only, again, it's a gift. So if we've received a gift and you haven't received that gift or you don't even believe it's a gift, uh, we can't, we'll never ever fault you for that. We'll never fault you for that. But what we must ask you is that now that you know that your mom and I or your dad and I, whoever's doing the talking at that point, have come to believe in God and have returned to the Catholic Church. Um, we love you. We're not against you. You're intelligent, educated, wonderful people with good, good minds. And I ask that you use those good minds to uh, respect what we believe and refrain from speaking against God. You don't have to speak for him but refrain from saying anything against him. We don't have to bring up the subject of God, but if you're talking among yourselves and it comes up, your dad and I won't bring it up. We don't need to challenge you. But if the subject comes up, we ask that you be mindful and have some manner of control and be respectful. And if it comes up and you lose sight of it, and you talk about God as if he doesn't exist or he doesn't matter, I ask you that you apologize and change the conversation. If you wish our thoughts on anything, we would love to answer them, but we need to have a respectful conversation. And we're going to assume if you ask us anything that you want the answer. If you're only looking to mock what you don't believe, we ask that you refrain from asking us. There'd be no, no emotions very calmly, and let the witness and truthfulness of your lives be a witness to them over time. Yes, that's very good advice. Okay. Okay. Thank you. you. You're welcome, Jean. God bless you, dear one. God God bless bless you, you too. Thank you. We have a text from Jerry who writes, Dear Mother Miriam, I'm Catholic with a question regarding receiving communion in my church. Many times over and over, our priest gives Eucharist on the hand, but at the same time, he does not say the body of Christ, just nothing. What do you think of this? As I am not knowing if, in this case, Christ is present at all. Well, if if the consecration has taken place, Christ is definitely present. Just if he has, if the consecration has taken place, and you can witness that, um, then it is Christ, regardless of whether the priest says the body of Christ. But if he doesn't say the body of Christ and allow you to say amen, um, you find yourself another church. Uh, first go to the priest and tell him that this is, ask him why he does not say the body of Christ, which is part of the Mass. It's not courtesy. 
It's not just inf- to inform you. It's part of the Mass. It's in the rubrics that he say the body of Christ and, and the faithful answer, Amen. I'm guessing that you're in the Novus Order Church. Otherwise, it'd be a different procedure in the Latin Church. Um, so uh, ask the priest why. And he may not know that it bothers anybody. He may not take it seriously and may be shocked that you do. So I would come to the priest first and ask him. And if he will not, I would write, tell the priest that you're going to run it by the bishop. And uh, you could also find another parish. There's our uh, ending music for the day, beloved. I'm so happy to be back with you. God bless you. And we'll see you tomorrow.